Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Friends From Work, a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's hosted by me, Kyle Sconowill, and my longtime friend, Robbie Earl. Our summer is chugging along. I think we're calling this summer series, but technically <laughs> the first day of fall, I think, was this week or last week or something, somewhere around there. So this is probably the last of our summer series, but that's actually really good news for you. And we tweeted about this, but I think we're getting really close to season two, Rob. I think so too. And that makes me excited. Season two has been such a monumental thing for Robbie and I because <laughs> we've never covered new content on this podcast. We've gone back and we've rewatched all of the Infinity Saga, which obviously is incredible and doesn't need a disclaimer. <laughs> but it would just be fun to actually be like, on this podcast right after something new comes out. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. And we won't know much more about it than you, which is kind of fun. So we're just going to kind of have a discussion and brainstorm what is going on in this new stuff. Right. I mean, we've talked about this before. It's so strange because at this point, Far From Home came out in July 2019. So, I mean, this is just by far the furthest the we've ever gap. gone without without Marvel content since probably like Iron Man too. Um, right. So as like a news kind of catch up, as soon as we have an official date for the new stuff, uh, Black Widow, WandaVision, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is being pushed back again. I've heard rumors that they're going to move Black Widow back again, which is a bummer. Jeez. But as soon as we have a date for this WandaVision, whatever is first, Robbie and I are going to ramp back up with Far From Home, covering that, because we never did that in season one, and a few other things, and then we'll be ready to go. Just boom, 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 boom. Give me new content, baby. <laughs> I will say, we we both, and, and we can maybe talk more in depth about this in the future, but we both were able to make it out to theaters to see Tenet recently. Right. And, <sighs> and, you know, obviously following all of the social distancing protocols, but... In my theater, uh, we got to see the IMAX trailer for Black Widow, and it just got me super excited all over again. I think it was a different trailer than I've seen previously. I don't, I don't know if I had just missed it, but it looked really, really good. We were all super excited about it. I unfortunately didn't get that trailer in my IMAX theater, 
But sometime I want to just talk about Tenet. Maybe I'll do it on Instagram because I'm not going to talk about it here. It has nothing to do with Marvel. <laughs> but I just can't help this passion to want to talk about Christopher Nolan movies. So uh, I'll maybe post about it later. Hit me up later. But yeah, it was fun. Um, Kyle talks Robbie, Tenet. also, I have to follow up on a previous episode. I am now working through the Avengers video game, and I know you are too. Yes. Um, I'm having more fun than I did with the beta, which is good. It hasn't quite hooked me like I want it to. It hasn't hooked me like... Spider-Man did, obviously. Right. Um, and on that note, I finally saw a new trailer for the new Spider-Man video game, oh, Miles man. Morales, and it looks so fun, and I can't wait for that. So that's my most anticipated video game thing. I'm probably getting a console right away in November when it comes out. Yep. It, it kind of seems like November and December are going to be good months for us, Robbie. That's it's, true. It's starting to feel that way. That's true. Man, yeah, the Miles video game looks fantastic. And on the Avengers game front... Uh, one thing I thought about is, I don't know if you've noticed how long the load times are, um, but I feel yes. like it, it feels, it's interesting, right? Because this game's coming out a couple months before the PS5, which, and, and I know that the deal is if you buy it on PS4, they automatically will upgrade you to a PS5 version when the PS5 comes out. Um, Good. And so I feel like some of the issues I've had will actually probably be resolved once the PS5 version is out because it maybe feels like it's just like a tad too much game for the PS4 to handle. Um, that said, huh. what I was saying to you uh, earlier this week, the more I, I play it, the more you kind of get into the campaign and actually get to play as the Avengers characters, the more I'm liking it, which I think sometimes the further I get in video games the more I kind of start to get bored with it as it becomes repetitive, which is sort of what I thought would happen. But yeah, the deeper I get into it, the more I'm actually kind of hooked even on a story level. And I told you this, but once you get to actually play around as Thor, it's just so fun, Kyle. You get to like throw the hammer on people and <laughs> hold them down and they can't do anything and you can call the hammer back whenever you want. It's just like, it's very, it's very fun I, for me. You're further ahead than me, so I just need to keep chugging along because I think I'll be rewarded for that. So, right. um, okay, last bit of housekeeping really quickly. Um, I'm just going to say all the normal spiel, but we really mean it. First of all, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. Please go subscribe and leave us a review anywhere podcasts are found. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all this stuff. Um, share it with your friends. Let us know what you think. We love that. But we're also on social media at the FFW podcast. I know right now Robbie is literally <laughs> plowing through the rewatch again. He's like already 20 movies in. So if you want to catch up with him, he's live <laughs> tweeting some of that stuff on Twitter at the FFW podcast. And True. he is posting some stuff on Instagram still at the FFW podcast there as well. If you want to follow along and interact, we try to respond to the messages from our website, the FFWpodcast.com and on Instagram. We try to be good with that. So if we miss yours, we're sorry, but we love interacting with you guys. Absolutely. So that's my little spiel. Catch up on previous episodes. Leave us a review. We love that. But today is going to be really fun because, oh my goodness, the WandaVision trailer came out. The full trailer, not just the Disney Plus thing. Man, If you haven't seen it, just Google WandaVision trailer right now before you listen to this and watch it. Um, and Robbie and I wanted to kind of give you our first reactions to it. Robbie, I feel like it's appropriate for me to go first just because, again, I have no comic background or any knowledge of anything they're pulling this from. 
Agreed. So let me tell you my impression really quickly. It's going to be a little bit of a spiel, and then I <laughs> want to hear some more information about this trailer, okay? Okay, perfect. I watched this trailer again right before doing this podcast, and I legitimately have chills thinking about it right now. <laughs> you have to understand the context. I am a person that, as I've said in this podcast so many times, am so hesitant and anxious about these new things. Robbie's probably more of a believer in Marvel going forward than I am. Mm. I just get nervous that it's not going to be the quality or they're going to try to redo something, recapture some magic they had from the Infinity Saga, and it's going to get stale. And so I get nervous about that. And then they give us this trailer. (laughs) And it's like Kevin Feige saying, oh, Kyle, oh, ye of little faith. Why don't you believe that I can pull this off? And here's what I mean. All I wanted was for them to do something different, right? You know I'm a big believer in different. Right. Hence me liking The Last Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) They've already done the Infinity Saga so well, and so I just want them to give me something new. And this trailer, I don't know what's going on, but it makes me so excited because it all feels new. Now, I know that this could be so bold, and anytime you go bold you might fall flat in your face and it might be bad. If you kind of just run back the Marvel formula, in a way, it's safer because I think they know they'll get a lot of people watching it and people will like it. Right. But to run something out like this that looks this bold, I can't wait. So that's my like big thought and I have more details I want to get into, but I'll let you talk. Give me your first impressions. Man, yeah. I, You know, this is for sure, I think, the show that I've been the most intrigued by ever since it was announced and in some ways it, it's kind of fun that we're now getting this one even prior to Falcon and Winter Soldier because I feel like you and I were, were both in the camp of sort of not that we're not excited about Falcon and Winter Soldier but this is the one that I think was really making us look forward to the Disney Plus era um, coming and so like the fact that that show is now coming out this year supposedly in December um and that we're getting this trailer, and that it just looks so, just totally different. Not just so different. I mean, not just from Marvel, but really just like from from anything that I can think of. You know, it's funny because I follow a bunch of folks online that are kind of film buffs or film critics, and I think a lot of those people are sort of over the Marvel thing by now. And even those people, I think, were kind of blown away by this trailer and seemed pretty excited about it, which says a lot. Right. Well, one thing I think Marvel has always done really well, especially better than other movies in this genre, is they do find a way to make us deal with the emotions of these characters. Like, if they were real, what are other little feelings and side stories and things they would have? Whereas I feel like a lot of superhero movies are just like, hey, here's a, a picture of the superhero movie fighting all the huge bad guys. And now next movie is another huge bad guy. And you just never really see them be like human in that way. Right. And all of a sudden we get this trailer that looks like it's going to be a show about them having to deal with their loss. And again, like Endgame, that's kind of a fresh take on these superhero movies. Right. And I just... Okay, let me say this. If the show ends with Vision coming back to life in any significant way, like if if Wanda finds a way to recreate him and then live a life, that will be a letdown for me because I feel like this is a primed candidate 
for a show to just make her deal with the reality of that loss. Right. And right. like it, like it be this whole fantasy land that she gets to live with him. But then when she snaps out of it, he's still gone. That would be like critically viewed well and beautiful to me. I think. Right. So I have no idea what's going to happen, but I love that we get this show that's just dealing with that kind of stuff instead of another bad guy to fight. Yeah, and I mean, frankly, I think that Marvel has struggled some with what to do with Vision in the films that they have had him in. Like from Age of Ultron on, it's like they they set him up as just borderline invulnerable and all powerful, and so I think. I wouldn't think that Marvel would want to have to introduce those problems again because just once you, it's like I was watching civil war recently and it's just like having a character like that on hand, uh, just seems to trivialize a lot of what, you know, like Hawkeye is doing. Right. Um, and so I would think that like, not only was it a very meaningful death and I mean, we get a very meaningful scene in Endgame that I wouldn't want to see just totally undone. Um, but also, I just I, I think the character had a good arc. I think what we get here, you know, one of the things that's always really struck me is how if you think about it, we haven't gotten a ton of screen time between Wanda and Vision. Like we've got right. a bit in Civil War, we got a bit in Infinity War. But that's War. what they do well, right? I, is that I care? That's the thing. I feel like it's actually one of the strengths of those two films that I think that relationship has carried so well that we all think of it as being a legitimate relationship that we're invested in enough for them to feel like we will be excited about the show and for us to be excited about the show. Um, but that said, we haven't gotten a ton of insight into kind of who Vision is even, much less into who Wanda is kind of outside of just the backstory that we were shown in, in Ultron. And so I think that she has gone through, I mean, she's really on, um, we talk a lot about how much Thor is lost, but if you look at, it, I mean, Wanda has, she lost her, her family. Uh, she lost her brother in Sokovia. She lost vision now. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of, she is maybe as isolated as anyone else that's in the MCU. And so I think, so for us to be able to take a second to to see what that looks like, to your point, to see the consequences of that emotionally and mentally and kind of the toll that it's taken for her to go from, you know, enduring this kind of searing loss and then being thrown right into the Avengers and then for that all to blow up, uh, I think it is important for us to kind of be able to take a beat and see what that does to a person. Think about how beautiful that could be. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if the entire show is her living in this fantasy land and slowly getting pulled out of it, and then the end of the show has to be like her getting to say goodbye and like get closure to vision, like I'm going back to the real world right. or whatever. Oh, I think that could be so cool. Right. Again, if they don't do something like that, it'll bum me out if, it, if they try to bring him back in some other way because I think it's a missed opportunity for that. I agree. Um, and again, we have to remember so, that Wanda is set to appear in Doctor Strange. Right. Too. So somehow, you know, we have to imagine this will dovetail into that. I also just love movies and shows where I can't guess what's going on. So those little things in the trailer were like, they're saying, when did you meet? When did we get married? And they can't remember where they got married or when they met. Right. Gives me chills because it's almost like a little creepy. Yeah. Like with the laughing and the, oh, because you're dead. Ha, ha, ha. Like all that stuff. I, I, I'm i so intrigued by this, guys. I can't tell you. <laughs> 
how intrigued I am by it. Okay, but for just a few minutes, let's not get way deep into the weeds right, here. Right. What do we think is actually going on? If we had to guess what is going on, what are they pulling from? So in terms of what they're pulling from, I think it's it's some combination of the Vision miniseries that Tom King wrote for Marvel, um, in which basically Vision constructs his own kind of android family and moves to the suburbs and kind of tries to have a very sort of idyllic sitcom-esque life. And you're seeing a lot of that vibe appearing here. Um, However, that really doesn't involve Wanda a ton. What they're pulling from, I think, for Wanda is these stories I've referenced before from the mid-2000s, Avengers Disassembled and House of M, that really reckon with Wanda's trauma uh, over, well, sort of a lifetime, but specifically she has this moment where she kind of creates her own children, but sort of, it, it winds up being this illusion and they wind up never actually existing. And you find out that she has basically been using her powers to create this kind of fantasy that not only she's been living in, but others have also been a part of, including Vision. So you're kind of seeing those two things commingling here. And I think some of the Easter eggs we're getting in the trailer point to some interesting ways that they could be using some of that mythology as well. Um, okay. So specifically, Catherine Hahn's character, um, who you know is the one that asks him, you know, am I dead because you are, and has the the witch hat on. In the comics, there's a character named Agatha Harkness, um, who, without going too far into the weeds, is basically pretty instrumental in and sort of convincing Wanda and helping Wanda to think that she has these children that she never actually has. It's not worth going into more detail than that. But the reason I bring that this up is Catherine Hahn's character is apparently named Agnes in the show, which seems to be uh, some sort of allusion to this Agatha Harkness character. Also, the Agatha Harkness character in the comics is sort of a witch, and so the fact that we get that shot of her with, you know, the witch hat when she's sitting in the car um, and the fact that we have a shot of Wanda and Vision holding children makes me think that if they're not actually exploring that, it's at least kind of a tip of the hat to comics fans. What they always do so well is they take the comic book story and they just twist it enough, right. though, that you can't really guess. So I'm hoping that it's something along these lines to be this different. Right. But also that I can't guess it. <laughs> so oh, for sure. I don't. Yeah. I, that's I'm hoping they twist that a little bit. But well, and so here's man. I love the weirdness of it. Right. <laughs> Holy cow! I mean, I think it, it, they're really doing a good job of capturing the things that I loved about those comic stories I'm I'm referencing. But I think you're right in that. I mean, Marvel has never really been predictable in adapting these storylines, whether it's Civil War or Infinity War or even even some of the origin stories. Like I, I just feel like they've done a great job of keeping people on their toes. And I think Kevin Feige is very aware at this point that even other people are kind of mining the comics to try to predict what's going to happen. And I think that he wants to avoid that being a possibility. Um, yeah. But I will say, I mean, it, to kind of further complicate this in a fun way is I, I was telling you earlier, I, I keep forgetting that we're getting Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man and the Wasp in this. And, and Darcy, right? And Darcy, yeah, who we haven't seen <laughs> since 
you know, our favorite film of all time, Thor The Dark World. Uh, we, right. we don't get any shout outs to them in the trailer, but one character that we do see, and I actually did not notice this until a second watch, but uh, do you see the, the little flash we get towards the end of a girl being sort of tossed through almost a portal in like the kind of sitcom era and then popping right. out in like the real life era? And then she's yes, laying on the grass looking about. at the character. So that is, I want to make sure I say this right, but that is Tayana Paris, who has already been announced as playing the now grown daughter of Maria Rambo from Captain Marvel. So this is Monica, who, you know, was a little girl in that movie. Who, Lieutenant Trouble? Yeah, Lieutenant Trouble. What? So <laughs> so she's showing up here briefly. I didn't even know she was supposed to be in this show. Um, but that's very interesting to me. I don't know how she could possibly tie in. I don't know what's su- really supposed to be going on with that character at all. Um, but, I, you know, in the, in the comics, she basically took the mantle of Captain Marvel for a while. Although, when you look at kind of the comics Captain Marvel situation it's really hard to glean anything from that because it's been so convoluted over the years so it's not even worth going into but I'm just between her and Jimmy Woo and and Darcy I really I just I love how much is going on I hope it's not too much I mean that's always a fear of mine with with superhero stuff is that they're gonna they're going to commit the Spider-Man three sin of throwing way too much into a plot. But that's also the beauty of a, of a miniseries as opposed to a film is that we can maybe have room to explore multiple things like this and get kind of weird with it. Oh, let's get weird with it, baby. <laughs> let's get weird with it. Marvel. Let's do it. Yeah. I, in summary, I'm excited. I, I, I already was pumped for this as we talked about, but this definitely took a full step forward for me. Um, and I think you're right that I am excited about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, obviously, because I love those characters. But with it being a take on another kind of like uh, Winter Soldier feeling ground level movie, to the degree that it is that, I'm a little less excited about that. Right. Just because I don't I don't know that we just need to run it back, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and and we won't get into that now because it could be different than that too. So I'm not going to judge it. But this one, again, is so fresh to me for them just to do something totally out of left field. And again, just for them to do something that deals with one character's hurt feelings, basically. Right. I love that. Right. That's the kind of story I want more of. So and, and this I, gets me excited for the new new Marvel wave, no doubt. Totally. And I, and I would say I actually kind of like this as an introduction to whatever the next, whether you want to call it phase or era of Marvel Studios is. Um, because it, it does feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier was a bit more of a just continuation, whereas this feels very much like a new chapter. I like the tone that this is setting, and I think that it's going to get people really excited moving forward. Like I said, not just MCU fans, but I think just fans of good television. Ugh. And like I said before, I would tell you if I didn't like it. Like, right. I would be the first person to be on this podcast not fanboying about it if I was like, oh, here we go. Like, I've told you I've been nervous. So, again, the fact that it blew me out of the water, I'm, it makes me just, I'm so pumped about it. <laughs> Are you guys pumped about it? Let's hear what you think. We've posted about it on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts at the FFW podcast. 
Um, we can't wait to get into this new stuff with you. It's coming really soon. Hang with us. We're almost there. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Robbie and I truly mean that from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, we'll see you next time on Friends from Work. <laughs>